0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630-10. Jed. right, it's 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we get to Brian Lawton. Who is our headliner today. Uh, we will tell you that it was Gaitan Haas that stuck his stick out. Clefbaum was at the left point and uh, had moved sort of to the center point. And Haas, who's a right shot, stuck his stick out. And the puck rode right up the stick and caught Haas in the face. So uh, Nygaard got a skate the other night against the Flames and now Haas took one right in the uh, face he was immediately rushed off uh, don't have anything further he's not come back to the bench we'll also tell you we have Kurt Hill coming up he's the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings um, for you guys that know sort of junior hockey the Oil Kings have made a splash today they've acquired Ethan McIndoe from the Spokane Chiefs in exchange for a pair of uh, draft picks in the WHL uh, draft he's uh out of Camrose, Alberta, is a uh, very uh, high, uh, solid, rep- terrific kid. He's only ever played for Spokane. He was coming off an injury just about to return to the lineup. So Kurt Hill, the GM of the team, uh, who finished first in Central Division, lost in the uh, Eastern Conference Final uh, last year to the prince albert raiders who represented the whl memorial cup uh kurt hill will join us at 135 he's got a good young team and they just added a real solid 20 year old time to go to our headliner brought to you by touchback safety your safety is their goal discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com and we go off to the river cree resort casino hotline brian Lawton joins us on orders now how you doing brian
1: doing fantastic Bob how are you good
0: and uh, you know how much of a junkie I am so I always keep an eye on uh, the Western Hockey League we try to do at least uh, a couple uh, you know uh, interviews a week with either Brad Lauer the head coach or Kurt Hill the GM and Uh, These days, uh, there's agents that are now tracking kids at 13 and 14 prior to... It used to be you you didn't really start getting serious until the WHL sort of Bantam draft that occurred with 14-year-olds and maybe 16-year-olds in the midget draft. When you ran Octagon, was was it different for each region in terms of how early you started working on cultivating those relationships to, uh, uh, you know, to sort of... uh, build uh you know a, a base of potential clients moving forward
1: you know when i first started out bob a lot of people asked me what well, brian why are you going to russia three four five six times a year and the answer was i was able to go over there because it was so far behind in the recruiting right. and recruit kids that would actually go on kids like oleg saprikit played in calgary of course Dimitri, sure. Nabokov. Maxine Bolomich, second rounder to Anaheim. I could go over there and recruit these kids when they were 16, 17 and a half, even. So that was really a, an advantage that I jumped on right away, and people couldn't understand it. But the fact of the matter is, I saw the business going to where it finally is now, which is kind of disgusting when you think that you're recruiting kids that are that young. You don't even know, you know, with, with the exception of the odd player there's so many kids that get attention um agents they're there they're watching them they're talking to the parents and the kids never have any pro career that's
0: the part I didn't like yeah I will tell uh, Haas has worked his way back to the bench I think they're just looking for a piece of his equipment here so looks like he's going to get back out there Uh, I know that uh, he's going back on the ice right now he took a puck again off uh, just one of those plays where he stuck a stick out and wrote up his stick and clipped him in the face Uh, uh, I know that in the 12-13 season, uh, that was the year that Tyler Benson uh, broke the W.H.L. scoring records, or sorry, the uh, Bantam AAA scoring record uh, previously set by Ty Ratty. Uh, there was extensive, uh, you know, uh, representation for people uh, getting him. And I, I, there's a... Edmonton, the last two years, Brian, has had the number one player selected out of, uh, out of this region for the W.H.L. Bantam draft. Uh, Dylan Gunther, a couple years ago, and uh, this past year, uh, another really kid, uh, good kid named Matthew Lavois. there was a 13-year-old playing for the Southside Athletic Club in Edmonton, Garrett Tom, who's uh, through the first couple games tied for the league scoring race. I mean, these kids are more skilled than ever before. It's kind of scary, but uh, you just shake your head. You're talking 13- and 14-year-old kids, it, and it's a 14-year-old draft for the Bantams. at 60. It's midgets in Ontario and Quebec, and you have like Michael Benning committed at 15 to Denver University. That's Brian Benning's youngest son, uh, Matt Benning's younger brother. Is that too young for NCAA schools to be recruiting kids? Uh, you know, getting sort of verbal commitments. And is 13, 14, you know, is 14 too young for relationships to be built? Uh, you know, uh, from, from your perspective, you said it's kind of disgusting. Does it, do you feel the same way about uh, kids maybe committing to, you know, NCAA's kids' uh, schools reaching out, trying to bring kids into their program at fifteen sixty?
1: Yeah, I probably feel even more stronger than that, Bob, because the fact of the matter is a lot of those kids, if they don't work out, you know, the first thing that happens is they get pushed to another year of junior. And I'm talking American League or USHL. And if, it does, if they don't like what they see, they'll push them again. And eventually, they're just trying to push the kids away and not out on their commitment. And it happens a lot. I talk to guys like Tony Granato, Marco Siki at Wisconsin, Billy Muffle, good Vancouver boy at Michigan, back where he played college hockey. And it's just the nature of the business. I wish there was a way where they could slow it down. But what was happening is college felt... That a lot of their good young players were kind of defecting to places like the WHL, the OHL, making decisions that they were at a disadvantage. Uh, right now, though, I think it's swung too far. I saw some kids for the University of Minnesota not too long ago that were basically uh, committing to, to the University of Minnesota at 13, yep. 12. That's crazy to me. Well,
0: Lane crazy. Lane, Lane Kiffin had a quarterback uh, commit to him that was in grade 8. So, yeah. there you have it.
1: That's insane.
0: Right. Yeah. Brian Lawton joining us. All right, Brian. This is all going to – I'm going somewhere with this. Um, we knew when Ken Holland came aboard that he had a reputation in Detroit of over-percolating his prospects. Now, in fairness, he never drafted number one overall, so he never got Nugent Hopkins – uh who is an Octagon client. Uh, he never got, uh, uh, you know, he never had a Taylor Hall who was clearly ready to play his first year in the NHL or, or Connor McDavid. Like, those guys are playing right away. But the Oilers now have a situation, you know, and we're, we're specific to Evan Bouchard because Edmonton lacks offensive generation from the back end. He has a dynamic that other defensemen do not have. The Oilers don't score enough points from the back end. But a clear and succinct message was sent with Bouchard. He sent down. Uh, still, a couple games left in preseason. They'd already sent down Benson and McLeod. Who, uh, you know, in McLeod's case, he had a longer look last year. Bouchard was with the team last year. A little bit different in the case of Yamamoto because he's coming off a wrist surgery. Does this surprise you at all that the combination of Ken Holland and Dave Tippett have gone this route, where they brought in some established one-year vets on, you know, one-year deals, and? push some of the kids down to get some more ice time uh, to graduate their way up the lineup.
1: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all, Bob, to be honest with you. These guys are going to take a long, term view. I think Ken's been really open about that. Um, what can happen, and I'm not saying it happened for all players in the past, but what can happen for general managers is you want to show some progress. You want to show the future is bright. And it forces you to elevate kids before they're ready and that can be a disaster and i won't go into names but i do think that that has happened certainly in circumstances over time in edmonton and you got to get away from that and ken holland and dave kippett is the same way dave dave loves veteran players but he'll play the young guys when they're ready um i watched evan uh quite a bit this preseason um You know, he could use some more time. It's okay. There's a couple of defensemen playing for the New York Islanders that people almost forgot about in Pulak and Pelich, and they're darn good players now. I know Noah Dobson's doing well right now. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Every player is on a different trajectory, and just because a guy makes it to the NHL first doesn't mean he'll be the best player. And that's what you have to remember, and that's what Ken Holland has done really well in his career. And I think it's really good to see him uh, living by that as well in his early tenure for Edmonton.
0: I can't remember the last time, Brian, the Oilers had four first-round picks not with the NHL team. And that's now Poly- right. – Paul Yarby's situation is different because he's forced the issue to return to Europe. But the fact of the matter was he was not going to be guaranteed top six minutes – Uh, with the orders with Dave Tippett and Ken Holland. That wasn't going to happen. He was going to have to earn it. So, you you know, the theory of playing your way up the lineup, you're totally on board with. Is that right?
1: 100%. Especially for a guy like Evan Bouchard, who, as I said, I watched. There's some things he could work on. Uh, What's the rush? I don't care where he was selected. When is he going to be ready to come up to Edmonton, stay, and make a meaningful contribution? Uh, Sure. If you were a GM that was in trouble, you might want to show your ownership that, hey, look, we got this guy. He's going to be great. It doesn't serve the player well. I just think it's a smart move. And I think, you know, even in McLeod's case, you you said it a minute ago, got a longer look last year. That's great. He still needs time. And I really like the prospects for him. I think there's a lot there. And he's a guy that could develop into a really good player. Give him time to find himself.
0: Well, it's interesting is we're joined by Brian Lawton, uh, who is our headliner today for our friends at Touchback Safety. I mean, yeah, Ethan Bear, right? Two years, pro. And uh, he's committed himself, and he's in tremendous shape. And right now he's got a great chance to... Uh, uh, to make like, And he's almost been kind of like the forgotten prospect. But if you think that Bouchard, you know, returns a junior for a year, Brian, and then plays most of the year in the minors, and then maybe by this time next year, you know, takes a step in ascendancy in a full-time NHL. Broberg, a year in Sweden, then a year mostly, uh, close to a year in the minors. A little, little bit different uh, philosophical approach. So they've got a couple defensemen coming. Are you concerned, when you look at Edmonton and compare it to the teams around the league, Is there enough offense generated from the back end for them to be a uh, playoff team?
1: I think that, you know, there's a lot running on Pearson. You know, that's a tall ask to sign a guy from Europe and expect him to, to come over here in today's world. It's happened in the past, but everybody is fishing in that pond a lot more than ever, looking for that player some teams have had success, but uh, the the Oilers are badly needed. I like Clef Baum. I love the way he shoots the puck. I don't love his IQ on the PP. Uh, He's an excellent defenseman, don't get me wrong. I don't think that's his number one strength. Can they find somebody uh, else? Are they a little bit thin in that area? Yeah, I think they are, but you know get everybody up to the being the best player they can be and you'll figure out how to fit fill those specific needs
0: Brian when you played how many coaches deployed the middle of the ice in the breakout Not many Okay <laughs> uh,
1: everything was around everything was around the wall
0: all right. And you know where I'm going with this. Because last night, obviously, there was a giveaway in a game involving Adam Larson where he came right up the middle and people were like, what the? And it, they've worked on this with Jim Playfair and Dave at the end of each practice for 7 to 12 minutes with the defense. Uh, because, as you know, the amount of options that you can have through middle zone breakout, uh, it, the other thing that happens in that scenario usually is you always have a defenseman in front of the net as well. And and the center goes in and low support in there. Um, so on that note, how difficult is it to get a team that hasn't used that a lot to get uh, some of their more experienced defensemen used to deploying it effectively?
1: Yeah, it's a challenge. and Some teams are, you know, if I look at the New York Islanders last year, they're like the worst team in the NHL. You know, basically breaking out up the middle, carrying the puck through the neutral zone. Um they just don't give the other team a lot of opportunities they don't generate a lot off the rush but they don't really have the personnel to do that and they're playing very is playing to his strength right edmonton has a different dynamic on their roster than that edmonton wants to play a different way under dave Tippett than they've played in the past it's just going to take time i wouldn't worry about it right now um these are, the, these are your opportunities to make those mistakes for the coaches to draw upon the points. But once they get there, I think it's going to allow Edmonton to use their strengths, which is to attack with speed. They've got enough players now where they should be able to do that.
0: Brian, did you watch Welcome Back Cotter when you were a kid? I did. Epstein's mother has texted the show at 6.30, 6.30. Bob, how can you go 13 minutes with an interview with Brian Lawton, and not ask him about the NHL Network rankings where they had three Maple Leaf players, 11th, 12th, and 13th, and, they, and Leon Dreisaitl, 16th, who's an octagon client. So, Brian, let me ask you first of all, thank you very much, Epstein's mother. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630, 630. Uh, let me. Were you part of those rankings? Did they come to you, and did you help rank those uh, top 50 players in the league?
1: No. I had absolutely zero say in the rankings of them. Now, I'm one of the guys, along with Mike Ruff and myself, did the majority of the shows, but we did not do the rankings. We leave this to our researchers and analysts that are not on camera. Now, when I get there, there's a lot of screaming, Bob, as you can imagine, because I don't want to go on. And have to, you know, put certain people some places. And we generally say that if you watch the shows. We do some of our own lists later. Mine would look significantly different. I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw your tweet because I follow you like everybody else should. And three mate Leafs in a row and Leon behind all three. No, I wasn't
0: really that kosher with that, personally. There we go. I just, uh, I mean, I saw the TSN rankings yesterday, and they had Austin Matthews at sixth. I'm like, look, Austin's a hell of a player, and I'm not the, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal about what ha- – I mean, stuff happens with guys in their early 20s. Relax. Guys do stupid stuff their whole lives. I know. I'm looking at one on a daily basis. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I Austin Matthews at six, he wasn't even in top – like, he's a great player, but he wasn't even in the top ten in goal scoring last year in the entire league, and he's a goal scorer. So – uh Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot. Of... I,
1: I, I can I can tell you, about. It. I will probably go off of the previous year only, not the totality. Right of their career. Taylor Hall was down quite a bit last year. He played like 33. Games. I know he was still well above a point a game, but because he didn't get a full season in, because I talk to these guys, at least guys, just tell me how you're doing it, because I have to explain this on air. Yeah. And for Taylor. He kind of just got kicked out, but he had so, he was so great in the games he played that he actually ended up dropping the year before, of course, MVP. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was sensational. 90 40. Points. And
0: your network had him 41st. The guy was the MVP in the league a year ago. Like,
1: come on, man. <laughs> That's, yeah. right. That's right. But as I said... They cost him out because he only got in, uh, I can't remember the exact number of games.
0: 33 it last year, yeah. yeah.
1: Thir- 33, thank you. So, you know, does that make uh, a ton of sense? Would, is this a ranking for where they're at, you know, in the world right now? Regardless of if if I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We have a lot of fun with those shows. We rank everything, every which way. But I can tell you that I am, do not participate in that particular show's ranking.
0: All right, I'll ask you a point blank just to wrap up with Brian Lawton, our Wednesday What Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Brian, is Leon Dreisettle a top 10 player in the NHL? Uh, he is. He
1: is. His passing and shooting, you know, along with. Uh, initially, when Leon came in I watched him in junior, he had a little bit of heavy boots that yeah. them off against him. It's not the case at all. When you watch this guy move around the ice, the IQ is through the roof. Uh, his ability to sc- score consistently in close, from distance, in traffic, you name it. He's got the full package. Um, but more than anything, it's hard. A lot of people say, oh, anybody could play with David. It's not that easy. Otherwise, they'd just be funneling guys through that role, and they'd all have success. They don't. Leon Draisaitl is the elite player. That stands alone. He could drive by himself, or he could be never a complimentary player for Connor, but he could play with him at the highest level. For me, that's why he belongs there. Brian,
0: awesome stuff. Epstein's mother just texts back to say thank you. <laughs>
1: You're welcome.
0: Back. All right. We'll see you next Wednesday, okay? Thank you. All right, that is Brian Lawton from NHL Hockey, uh, from the NHL Network, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, and headed up Octagon's hockey agency for a number of years. Guests on our show received gift certificates, to Roos Chris Steakhouse. follow the sizzle to Alberta's own. Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90. Josh Bravid, you tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. It's 12.53 in Edmonton. They're just doing showdown here at Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 1256 in Edmonton. Connor McDavid just got beaten and showed on by Colby Cave. Okay, uh, hey, uh, this is Orders Now. Bob Stoffer joining you at Rogers Place. Orders just wrapping up practice as we speak. You can uh, follow Orders Now on two great road trips coming up in the second half of the season. I will tell you, we have an event tonight. We'll see everybody down at a downtown establishment. Uh, Because you guys are heading off to New York for the Oilers now road trippers for our first half trip, which was sold out. We now have a trip to Chicago and a trip to Tampa Bay in the second half of the season. The trip to Tampa includes the game in a five-night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets. We've got welcome receptions with yours truly. And we've had some really nudge, nudge, wink, wink, great Guess over the years for the owners now Chicago and Tampa Bay trips called US Travel 780 7446 or online at newestravel.com. Uh, you mentioned or I mentioned Michael Benning. he plays with is he he's with Shirt Park this year, is that right? Uh, yep. If anybody's gonna know Brendan, it's you. But for our listeners that don't know, Brendan does the play by play of the home games for the Sherrod Park Crusaders. I'm told, uh, Michael's a pretty excited, uh, exciting offensive uh, puck movie. How, how old is he, 16 or 17? He's 17 now, he's 17. So is Is this probably going to be his last year with the crew? Yeah, as I understand it, yes. Okay. Yeah. and, you know, I, there's some pretty specific rules that have sort of, in terms of what they're able to do uh, NCAA wise. And, you know, we have uh, Guy Gadelski on from Penn State. We've had Mike Gabinet on from Nebraska, Omaha. Uh, when Denver won the national championship, uh, we had Jim Montgomery, who's now the head coach of the Dallas Stars, on the show. We had Dave Haxtell on the show as well. Uh, it's an option for players. Um, Sometimes better suits late bloomers. It used to maybe better suit younger players. Uh, the education thing. The WHL has picked up their game in large part to uh, Jim Donlevy's efforts, who uh, passed away uh, this summer. Actually, they had an event for Jim Donlevy at the Golden Bears football game because he's an old U of A football coach. Uh, and you know, it's uh, it, we, one of these. You know, we can have lots of conversations about this. There's different perspectives. I personally, because of my years at the University of Alberta, the fact that they have uh, uh, their whole team is made exclusively of former uh, major junior players, I may be a little bit partial to the major junior route, but it doesn't mean that's that I'm right or it's right for everybody. So there's options, and you should check them out. That's what I'd say in that regard. So uh, there you have it. We will uh, go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, uh, a guy that was a uh, a much better Southside Athletic Club player than I ever was. Jason Chimera carved out an excellent career for himself, and he's now helping the Oilers out in a program called Second Shift. From Rogers Place, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.